sauce. Oh God. <laughs> I hate was a big deal to her. Sauce. Sauce. Food sauce. Food on sauce. Like hot sauce. Yes. Y'all know what y'all mean. Any sauce that goes, she's a A big, it's a (laughs) big thing for her. Ooh, I love condiments. Because she's a foodie. Thank you, Andre. And if it's, so in her mind, there's an appropriate sauce. There's a vision in her brain about what the food needs to be. I'm a visionary. Because she's an, she lives in experience. and, And so she would go to Chick-fil-A or something and get us something. I was okay, you go. And she would come back. If they didn't have her sauce, I got to go back to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I thought we were eating together. And so for me, I would not go back and get the sauce. Because it don't matter to you. Right. And for the sake well, of the experience, of Because I'm like, well, this is, the sauce is not more important than us eating together. Right? In my mind, I'm going there. For her, it's, I can't enjoy the experience without the right meal. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't understand it. Now I understand it. Yeah. So now the, the compromise is let's go back to Chick-fil-A together. Let's do this. Because I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. It's, it's a lot bigger than food. Yes. Okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work. Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA All-Star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. We ready. We ready. Hey, we're back. This is a Love at Work podcast. Jeff Schinnebarger here. This is Andre. Oh, you, <laughs> you didn't know are. what to do when I started talking. It started a little bit I, different. Yeah, you're just switching it up on me. All right. Got to keep you on your toes. I got a question for you today. Yes. Are you ready for it? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. So I was thinking when we go on a date together and we both sit down because there's this whole thing that you don't like me like ordering anything for you. No. And I don't like sharing anything I order with you. Yes. That's not very nice. That's actually like, I think it's actually a gender common. It's a common (laughs) gender difference. I'm getting a head nod from Matt. Who, we uh, only have one other male in the room here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so basically, based on... So basically, just Jeff and Matt I mean, we have agree. a pretty good survey right here. But I will say that there's one thing that I could order for the both of us. survey of two. Just wait, wait, wait. There's one thing, and I'm curious about this kind of nationally. If there's one thing that I could order that both of us would be happy, and if you ordered it, both of us would be happy, I'm going to tell you what it was, what it would be. Okay, because I have no idea because you and I are completely different. You don't, you really have no idea? No, because you are like meat and potatoes and I could be vegetarian. So slash vegan. So we are like worlds apart. So I don't really quite know. The thing would be if I ordered us both. Oh, a topo I, I chico, actually... a topo chico, <laughs> that then you and I would both be happy. It is the like best thing from Mexico <laughs> that there is. <laughs> Mineral water with a lime. Yeah, there's yeah. something special it's, about I it. I don't though. know what it is. It's new it to me. It just brings me back to like Latin America and stuff. Mm. So isn't that funny? So it's making you smile, which is a great transition for us. Because this interview is going to make everybody smile today. Oh, my goodness. It was wild and I like to loud exp- Yeah, I like to explain fun. it as like a Topo Chico conversation. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Right? So today we have Sam and Tony Collier, and they are crazy. Amazing. Just fun. Full energy. Loud. Nonstop. Never ending. Go, go, go. <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, it was just a great podcast. So basically also um, Sam has his own podcast called A Greater Story with Sam Collier. And you can definitely check that out um, as he's helping people pursue their, you know, greater callings and mission Purpose. and asking people and leaders of how they came about that. So it's a great podcast. So much fun. They're they are so much fun. They have, I, I we just, laughed so hard. I mean, I was dying a couple times. I don't know. We had to like pause, <laughs> let the stomach relax a little bit. All right, I don't have three things to listen for today, but I will say this: I have two things to listen for. <laughs> it's like we're just trying to keep you on your toes. You know, I got to keep you on your toes. I got to keep the listener on your toes. 
Matt, I got to keep you on your toes. Just kind of mix it up, you know? So two things today instead of three. You see? Okay, I got you. Just go. And hang on. To go backwards. If anyone wants to send us Topo Chico through the mail, through Amazon, let's just say, if you want to, you can message me. I'll send you my address. We'd be happy to receive Topo Chico. Because we can't buy Topo Chico? It's kind of difficult. It's to hard find. to find. It is actually kind of hard to find. It's not in your There's average like grocery store. There's like this one Walmart that we have to go to. Right. It's hard, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. If anyone wants to make our day, we'd be happy about it. Okay. So this is, what is this episode? It's like the Topo Chico of podcasts. Okay, here it is. Listen to these two things. I wish we would have drank you that with You are them, all over the place. Let's do this. Number one, uh, we, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of the, their families coming together. Blended family. A blended family. Um, we're going to hear that story, the uniqueness of it, how they've worked through it. It's actually really, po- really positive and like really encouraging, I think, to hear about. And then secondly, um, we're going to hear the story about how in the, their love story, which is like, I mean, I'm going to give it away a little bit, but I'm not going to give it away. Sam was like trying to give advice and by trying to give advice, I mean, trying to, trying to date. date her. <laughs> He's giving like uh, career advice. Career, that's what he calls it. Mm-hmm. Career advice. Career, in other words, get himself a, a date. date and eventually a wife. It, yeah, led to the wife. So here exactly. they are. Here they are, Sam and Tony. Thank you so much for being with us. Started in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. A friend of ours was trying to start a church. Yeah, yeah. And so he's not a pastor. Right. But he just starts things. Okay. So he's like a he's starter. Like, Let's do it. He's like, <laughs> whatever. He launches artists. He starts businesses. He's like, hmm, my next project, I want to start a church. A church. <laughs> but I'm not going to pastor. So, but he's like, he had like the funding. Yeah, no, he comes and, to me. He's like, help me plan this. Yeah. I'm like, and okay. He talks to her. I didn't know her at the time. Yeah. And he comes to me and he says, hey, would you be interested in maybe pastoring a church I want to start? And I said, oh, me, me, I, me and you know each other. I said, I mean, you, you're great at things. And he's like, there's this girl you got to meet. <laughs> that was the goal in pastoring. <laughs> but he didn't even, and he wasn't even really saying it that. Well, he's, he the was just like, thing was, she's just meet. Like you. Yeah, he's like, you uh, got to meet this weird. girl. She's said. you in a female, female body. Form. I yeah. said, me? He said, no. <laughs> There's nobody <laughs> like me. I'm like, because I'm wild. Like, I'm wacky. I'm yep. wild. I'm peculiar. I'm loud. You know, as, as we said, we turned down the mics before we started. Because yeah. I'm going to be loud. Yeah. I've got a crazy <laughs> laugh. <laughs> he and, runs and, when and he, he laughs. And they're like, it, she's, I mean, she's literally you. I'm like, I, I, I'm showing up just to see that. Yeah, and I so see this. I call him. I, I have the meeting at Buckhead Church, and she comes to the meeting, yeah. and she walks in. She gets there before he gets there. Because I love being. And she's time. like walking in, and she's like, "There's this energy." Hey, what's up? Where are we gonna set up at? Where's the whiteboard? Let's I'm like, do look it. at this. I'm like, look at this energy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is that what I look like? And so, <laughs> yes, all the time. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm like, so we go upstairs, which is ironic that I'm having this church planning meeting at North Point. Yeah. In a private room, and. She's doing the presentation, and the whole time, I'm like, man, this girl is fine. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Which I had no idea. I'm like. Because I was like, let me just do this little presentation and go yeah. about my business, because I don't want to start a church, but I want to help my friends. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And so she's structuring the church out, and, and, and by us being kind of the same person, she's in ministry, she preaches, she teaches, she holds, I do the same thing. So, along with corporate stuff. And so, she's doing the outline of, okay, here's how the church is going to be structured. Yeah. You're going to be the pastor. This is going to be like, you're going to have two people under you, and then I'll, and then I'll be maybe help over, with like volunteers and Like ministry. volunteers. And the whole time, I'm like, well, you probably need to be under me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally not catching it at all. I was like, no, that's I'm not like, what my gifting is. I don't care. I'm, like, you, I'm no. like, no, no, you need to be, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, No, no, no. I know you're in the volunteer, but it seems like your gifting is right, is oh, to be like gosh. right next to me. And, and I was so like, we need, no. You need to be up here. And so the whole time I'm like trying to restructure her into my life <laughs> if I take this church. And so my friend picks up on it. Yeah, the guy, yeah. He texts me, she's married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which is also why I was not catching it at all. I was like, no, seriously, that's not my gifting. God has not put me there. Because at yeah. the time, there she we wasn't go. wearing a ring. Yeah. I was and going through separation. In fairness. Right? In fairness. In fairness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as soon as he tells me that, again, I'm in North Point, which. And you were like. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the church. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm black. I'm a pastor. (laughs) Oh my god. But you had your ring off. You were, yeah. I was going through separation at the time, which I mean, no one knew I was hiding it. It was just embarrassing. There's a lot of shame there Hmm. um, because I was in ministry, and so it was really hard, sensitive season for me. I was super insecure, so many different things. But I didn't have my ring on um, because I was kind of going through the whole process. And, and I had no idea. So, but but yeah. when but so when he tells me that, I kind of get chills. I'm like, oh Lord, I gotta back up off this girl because ah! I when I mean when I pour it on, I can pour it. Oh God, so I'm pouring. Like, I, I gotta, can pour I gotta, it. I'm pouring. Pour and She's rolling her eyes over there. <laughs> right? I am rolling my eyes. I should say it. I need to like say I, my I, facial expressions. I, I'm saying it for you. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> so then I kind of check out. I'm like, all right, well let's move you back down to the volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a spot for you. I didn't even realize. I thought I was like, well, thank you for respecting that. Yeah, let's just going to put you back. You know what? I don't think I heard from God on that one. Oh, God. That was just, you know, I'm off. Crazy, man. But we'll move you back. And so the meeting goes well. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to do the church or not. Yeah. So the meeting's over. She pulls me after the meeting and says, hey, how do you do what you're doing full time? I'd love some advice. What, yeah. what we didn't know at the time, what I didn't know at the time is... um. Just I'm picking my words is that she I mean she was they were pretty much poor at the time and I had yeah. no idea so she's really trying to figure out how to pay for like, I mean she's got this survival. kid she's she's trying yeah. to survive I had no idea she had a car at the time that oh she would God. not Don't let me walk her car. to the car if it rained the car would get ra- like it would be flooded on the highway it, yeah, yeah. I had no idea any of this was happening so she when she's asking me so I'm kind of telling the story in hindsight but she's asking me about you know how do you do this she's trying to figure out how to make money. And so I'm like, at the time, you know, my role kind of at North Point slash Orange, the whole Catalyst world is to kind of help diversify the spaces. So I'm like, so I'm, I've switched off my love brain and I've switched on my business brain. Like you could use her. I'm like, wait a minute. There's some job opportunities. Oh, 100%. Right. I'm like, there, well, there was no, there were no uh, like yeah, African-American females. You know, for, for lack of a better phrase. I, I'm kind of graded on how many I bring in. So I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, you're like, home Here's one, run. check. <laughs> Like gonna definitely get I'm a like, check for this one. She's a double minority. She's a woman. Yeah. She's black. She yeah. can code switch. You're this is so amazing. Silly. Mm. And so yeah. I just I'm like, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Like, who do you want to be? Where are you going? And yeah. and um, she kind of let me in a little bit in that conversation about her being kind of going through a sad time. Didn't really tell me what was going on. Yeah. And I was just like, well, what is you know what does life look like for you with you know, all with the wheels off and what's your, what's your peak state? Who do you want to be? What's your life? And she's dreaming. Then, didn't understand later. And I'll let her, I'll stop here and let her pick up a little bit. Oh and yeah. Fill in. I'm in. Didn't know that she was crying in the car after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a really hard season. I, um, was in full-time ministry. I had gotten ordained at a church and I was a youth pastor and everything was going really well. Started helping to plant churches, uh, became the creative director for this church that went multi-campus um, and then got transitioned out. Surprisingly, it was one of those situations where it's like, we don't have budget for your position, but can you volunteer? And I just, I was, it was a hard season. I was going through a divorce um, and I just really turned, like turned away from the church. I was like, okay, I'm going to try something else. And so at the time I was jobless, I was contracting. I was doing some creative work for some people, just kind of nickel and diming, trying to build websites. Um, but I knew that God had greater for me, and um, I was just trying to figure it out. And, and, had a child too, and I had a baby. Yeah. Yep, I had a one-year-old. Um, and I mean, food stamps, WIC, financial assistance from the church. But when I left the church, um, that was gone. So. It was just hard. It was truly a tough time. I was drinking coffee for breakfast and lunch um, and then just trying to get by. And so um, when my friend contacted us about this church, I was like, I don't want to start a church. I don't know if I want to be in that church world. I'm not down for that anymore, but I'll help you. Came to this meeting and it was so interesting because he had told me the same thing about sandwiches. Dude, this guy is like... I mean, he's doing what you do, what you want to do. And so after the meeting, I was like, oh, I'm about to ask. I'm like, hey, brother, excuse me. (laughs) Um, How much money you make? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I was just like, I don't get it. Like, how do you do this? I have been in this kind of like nine to five type church world, and I wanted to go out and speak and, you know, be different and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, 
ended up, uh, he invited us. I think you text everybody in the group text. Hey, y'all, come on to Buckhead Church. Visited Buckhead Church. I love. I mean, I fell in love um, with the church. They were so different, so like non-traditional. Um, and, and I invited you and your husband. Oh gosh, and I was. <laughs> Livid. He didn't come. Um, he was like, hey, yeah, if you want to bring your husband, which I was like, I didn't really understand why he was kind of bringing my husband into the picture, but it's because our mutual friend was like, oh, she's married. Yeah, like He was trying to actually trying be to, respectful. Right. And, oh. and I, but, on, but I was like. And I was trying to cover my, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Behind. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, and and then I pretty much text them maybe about a month later after that. as I was, I was got hired at Girl Scout Corporate because I needed something quickly. Mm. Um, and I ended up having to start telling people that the divorce was final, that yeah. we were getting divorced because my ex-husband was on some dating sites and people were just getting confused. And so um, ended up telling them, telling a few other friends, announcing it. And um, he was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, you and your husband can work it out. Well, like, the timeline on that was, and out of respect for the ex, yeah. we won't tell you all of the darkness of their last relationship. Yeah. But just out of respect. But the timeline was, so about two months go by. Yeah. We're all kind of hanging out, still thinking about this church. She sends a group text, hey, mm-hmm. I filed divorce. Mm. And I go in immediate pastor mode. Well, can you save it? Yeah. And I said, okay. <laughs> Who is this and guy? And I'm like, well, what, I mean, have y'all gone to counseling? Sure. She's like, we tried this, we've tried this, we've tried. And then she starts unpacking to me the darkness. Yeah. And for me, I don't, you know, just, I don't feel like it's my job to tell somebody to stay in something that um, they feel they shouldn't be in for, the, if it's dark, for all intents and purposes. And um, after she explained a lot of what was going on, I said, well, hey, I can't tell you to, to stay in that. Yeah. But if you can work it out, work it out. She obviously makes her decision. 30 days go by, the divorce is final. Crazy. She sends a week after that. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to go ha- get some go coffee? Out for <laughs> <laughs> and y'all. I was like, what I want to hear about this timeline because it was like, this is why he be tracking. Right. <laughs> That's why he was tracking everything. This is why he knows the timeline, right? This is why he's. Oh, tracking. I know everything. <laughs> and I'm just like, my life. What's going on? I'm what's not happening? ready for this. And I remember, right? I remember him hitting me up about that. And I called my mom. My parents. I had just brought them into like just the darkness and the abuse and all that stuff. And my mom was like, they turned into like these like loyalists. They were like, mm. oh, we're gonna. It doesn't matter. Like, if you want to go on a date, you go on a freaking date. Like, yeah. live your life, girl. You've been through so much. And it's it was really my mom, honestly, that was like, you better go on that date, girl. You better go. And I remember even saying to him, I was like, well, you know, well, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, he's like, man, I, it was honestly. It was kind of a date. Yeah, kind of, yeah, it was more of like an introduction to, okay, so tell me for real, like, what are you about to do with your life? Hmm. But what was interesting is that he always but said, I was attracted. okay, whatever. Okay. But what was interesting is that he always said, this is what really had me to go. He was like, it doesn't matter. Like if, even if you say no, like I'm still going to help you. Like, I feel yeah. like North Point has a space for you and Orange has a space for you. And I feel like you're supposed to be there. No spaces. And I mean, that was definitely I got the right you. thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what you should have said, but that was just cool. And I had I hadn't had that in my life. Like I hadn't had people like that That's who said it don't matter nature. what you yeah. do. Just I got your back. Yeah. You. yeah. So now married for how long? Almost three years. Going on three. Yeah. Okay. Three years in August. And your yeah. my daughter Dylan five. Five years old. Okay. Almost five. Yep. That's my exciting. bonus daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who yeah. man? She loves that guy. <laughs> it's a weird type of love. She's just like goes yeah. nuts. It's crazy. So, um, in the midst of this, yeah, you kind of introduce it. You two are the same. Yeah, it's crazy. Is that true? Is it fully true? Oh. That's got to create its own version of conflict. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll oh, say this. Yeah. So, yes, when people meet us, they go, yeah. "How did you marry your equal?" Like, right. they're like, "What? This is we're good friends with um, Bernice King, and she's just like." Sam, what are you? She's like, lay hands on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to Yeah, Martin Luther King's daughter. She's like, yeah. how Youngest daughter. are you? She was just shocked. And she's known me for a long time. She's kind of mentored me, kind of raised me a little bit. And so she was just like, I cannot believe. Still now, three years that later. you found you. And so from the outside looking, everybody goes, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Our biggest point of tension 
was figuring out that we weren't the same. Hello. Interesting. Yes. So what were those? I want me to list them. <laughs> you want me? You want, y'all want so me to list them out? that out? Be- you, because, because you just assume. Assumptions. And because she did something that yeah. I wouldn't have done. And it's I'm like, going. Why would you do that? That's not what I would do. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I'm like. And we're so, the same. What are you doing? And so because yeah. we were sold the narrative. I don't even say sold. We accepted the narrative. Yeah. And so from everybody else that y'all were the same. I didn't realize. And she can speak to this. I'll let you speak. Yeah, go I didn't it. realize how deep it was in me that I started to believe 100%. that we were the same. Right. So when she would do something, it wouldn't be just like. Like if, 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 I, if I was married to somebody that wasn't exactly like me or from the, from the outside looking in, I would assume Oh, the, she's yeah. coming from a different place. I just, somebody I didn't understand. I need to right. learn her. Yeah. I need to be more humble. But when she would do something, I'm like, oh, what? no, I know why you did that. And I know where that came from. Because I know where it came from. Because if yeah. I did that, it would have came from this place and this place. Yeah. And I reacted out like of that. Like a personal attack. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, here's an example. Come Can on, I give an example? It, and then I'm done. And then bring I'm done. It. It's on you. It's on you. Sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate was a big deal to her. Sauce, sauce, food, sauce, food on sauce, like hot sauce. Yes, y'all know what y'all mean. Any sauce that goes, she's a A big, it's a Hmm. big thing for her. I love because she's a foodie, Andre. And if it's so, in her mind, there's an appropriate sauce. There's a vision in her brain about what the food needs to be. I'm a visionary because she's an she lives in experience, and and so she would go. Chick-fil-A or something and get us something. I would, okay, you go. And she would come back. If they didn't have her sauce, I got to go back to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, (laughs) I thought we were eating together. And so for me, I would not go back and get the sauce. Because it don't matter to you. And for the sake of the experience, Because I'm like, well, this is, the sauce is not more important than us eating together. Right? In my mind, I'm going there. For her, it's I can't enjoy the experience without the right meal. And at the time, I didn't understand it. Now I understand it. So now the the compromise is let's go back to Chick-fil-A together. Let's do this. Because I understand where it's coming from. It's it's a lot bigger than food. Yes. And I want to support her in her, because she's an experienced person. But at the time, I just thought she was trying to break up the family. (laughs) It went real deep real fast. You don't care about me? (laughs) I was like... I'm, I'm like, you don't. Be right back. It's just a Chick Fil A right there. I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna have to wait. The food's gonna be cold. You don't want to eat with me. Like, you don't I'm care hungry. about me. You don't care about me. <laughs> That's right. And really, that came from because my family, we ate together. We did this. We did. Yeah. But again, that's my personality. So th- that was one, an example of how. Really, I'm like, why would you do that? But it was me understanding we're not the same. Yeah. yeah. And being okay with us not being the same and not jumping. Yeah. Thirty years down the road on an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there again? it is. Man, I would say, okay, so I'm a detail of Sam's big picture. So that was like a perfect example of him going big picture with a big example. And I would go super meticulous. So I'm a detailist. So I'm like, okay, let's list out all the, the little differences that we have. So <laughs> number one, he's big picture. I'm super detailed. So literally, I mean, in the explanation of things and creativity, it's like he's a visionary, which is a good match because you want that high level visionary. And then you want the person that can execute it and build the strategy, et cetera. And he's an executor as well. But in a marriage, when you think like, Oh, okay. Let's talk about the details. And he's like, no, let's talk about the big idea first. And I'm like, well, I can't get to the big idea until I get to the details first. Mm. Like, okay. So and then I'm like, I can't get to the details unless, get to I the, the big idea. unless I have the big idea. And I'm like, but I don't know the big idea. <laughs> I really don't. I don't, I actually don't know it at all. I need yeah. to go through the details. So that morning person, Sam's a, uh, he does I'm a morning person. Sam is not. We compromised at 20 minute buffer. No He's like, talking. don't look at me you in the eye for example. 20 minutes. Give an example, yeah. Okay. About I'm giving the, an example for about each the morning. One. All right. So <laughs> with the morning, I literally wake up and I'm just like immediately like she's in my like peak place. Your zone. I'm like, and she's not just Good like morning. that. Her Oh, Our daughter Dylan is, is like, like that. that. They're the same person. Oh, we are the same human being. It's very interesting. But yeah, I get up in the morning. I'm like, oh, my I, goodness. I, since the first time I met you, I was like, I, I, I like her. Person. I like Thank her. You. I understand. Let's go for a run. <laughs> Any day. Well, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Coffee, 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 coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, and I just remember Sam would just be looking at me. Like, <laughs> he really wouldn't even you? say yeah. anything. He would just be like, 
why are you doing this? <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's time to get up. We just woke up. What are we doing today? What do you think? I mean, okay, right. so, okay, I'm going to go get breakfast. Do you want breakfast in the morning? And he was just like, one day he was just like, all right. <laughs> like, all right, I'll do go to get breakfast. Do you find that I'm not a morning person? Uh. And I'm like, but you have so much energy. Like throughout the day, he's like, yeah, but mine, mine comes like with the day and how everything <laughs> unfolds. Yeah. Yours is just like a big box. You just explode in the morning. And he's like, I need 20 minutes. Yeah, I need 20 minutes every morning. That's and it. y'all, I'm like looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, hurry up. 20 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Oh, 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 oh. And I even kind of test it too. I'm like, oh man, wonder what I'm going to do today and see if he responds. And if he doesn't, I'm like, okay, not ready, not ready, not ready. <laughs> um, but so many different things. I mean, Enneagram, I'm a three, he's an eight. eight. But, um, the, but the, the the reason why people think you're the same is because mm-hmm. you're both extroverted, right? Yeah. Well, that, and our personalities or, or, are... It's the, pers- it's it's the, the char- external it's the, personality. Yeah, the charismatic, yeah. yeah. And I'll, to, to, to go a little deeper, I'll say, we are, the result of who we are in mm-hmm. public is the same. Yep. But the route to get there is a lot different. That's very good. So she's 100% extrovert on every test. Yep. I'm about 60 or 70, but yep. I really like people. Yeah. So I'll, t- so I'm turning it on yeah, right? because I want everybody to be happy. But you're getting your energy from, from another place. Yeah. She's getting energy from the people Out I'm there. getting drained, right? but it looks yeah. the same because yeah. we have very similar expressions that's good. personalities oh yeah he's like hey i'm gonna head out i'm like no, there's yeah. an after party i have a time limit yeah. i'm like yeah. oh, after yeah. 60 minutes or i mean wherever it is if it's 30 yeah. minutes i'm All like stage yeah i'm ran out and she's just like i'm keep it i'm charged <laughs> i can go another 30 let's keep the party like, going folks oh, I'm I'm done. Go, I gotta go. but it looks exactly the same we do yeah. it. we have the, we have similar gifts i mean almost it's the just, same gifts yeah it's very but the inner workings are different mm-hmm. So you can't, you were in another relationship, Mm -hmm. which brings stuff, right? Yeah. Heavy luggage. And so I'm sure there's listeners that have been in rough or challenging past situations. Yeah. I'm curious as a couple, how have you guys kind of processed that and what What advice advice? do you have to other people that are trying to work through On the count of three, do you want to say the one word? No. (laughs) Are you afraid it's going to be different? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it will be. Counseling. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> I mean, I don't Man. know what people are doing that aren't in counseling. I just, yep. and for me, I say it a couple ways. There was a moment when I realized sitting in counseling, oh, you've studied people. Yep. <laughs> Once that hit me, the revelation that you've studied people, mm-hmm. you've got, you have a degree in the human brain and in the psyche of people, yep. the same way that I am ordained and I have my Doctors degrees and what, and I've yeah. trainers. Like, well, yeah. we, you know, we go deep, you know, if I'm preaching a message, you know, how to, I might preach, I don't know, a hundred, 300 times a year or something. I don't know what the number is. Yeah. But with that, I'm in it every day. I'm, I'm looking at the text. I'm doing this. I'm listening. to. I'm studying. And a counselor has done the exact same thing, maybe even deeper, depending on if it's yeah. a master's or a doctorate in the human psyche. Then I said, why have I not been coming here? Because, of course, you're going to be able to tell me things about me yep. that I would never know because I'm not studying mm. humans. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But counseling. Oh, my God. When, when we felt like... There was nothing else we could do. Yeah. And, okay, we've talked it out. We've gone over it a million times. We've gotten a bunch of advice. We, there is no way out of this corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm at a, I throw my hands up. I don't know what else to say, what else to do to, for us to get on the same page. We go to counseling and they unlock it every time. Oh, man. It was like, we're like, oh. And what was cool, and I think we've been talking about this a lot with, like, couples, too, um, and I've been talking about this to a lot of women. It's like, sometimes I think we get married, and we're like, oh, we're going to go to marriage counseling, and that's going to fix everything. But, Jeff, to your point of there are some of us who have gone through traumatic experiences, either from childhood or a previous relationship, and marriage counseling doesn't fix all that. Mm. Individual counseling does. And I think for us, we were very serious about 
okay, Tony, you, you need to go. Okay. And we need to go. <laughs> and then, and then I started I'm going to go. Yeah. And it's, and it's just this, because there's something special that you get out of counseling as an individual. There's a certain level of vulnerability. There's things that you can't process through in marriage counseling. And there are some wounds that your spouse was not even a part of to help you process through that you need to process through mm-hmm. on your own and heal. Um, and so that's been really yeah. big for me. EMDR trauma treatment. I mean, yeah. There was so. a pastor that said something a long time ago that I think became foundational for us. And it was, he said, I remember it was when I was not married. It was a long, like 10, 12 years ago. And I remember sitting somewhere in a pew or something. It was a black church, Miles Monroe. And he says, mm-hmm. marriage is an omelet. It's two eggs coming together. He said, but if one egg is rotten, and you, you know, you can't unyoke, you can't get the rotten out of the thing. He was a, it was a metaphor for, he was saying, if you, 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 if you try to fix the omelet, it's going to be very difficult. That's good. But if you address the individual eggs, then everything. And so for us, it was, yeah. we got to, we got to address the individual eggs. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. uh, she's, she has addressed hers and I have addressed mine yeah. and we continuously are dressing them. I mean, it's, it's a part of my budget now. I mean, oh, yeah. Like it is a line item. Weekly. Well, now mostly. I just pay you to be my friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> Missed you. <laughs> Missed you. At this point, I'm just talking to our counselor about sports. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what did you think you about like, that book the other day? He was like ideating her podcast. I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, brother, like what's going on here? I'm like, I think I'm paying you to be my friend at this <laughs> point. And then every now and then there's nuggets. She's like, but well, what about? And I'm like, mm, mm, you're right. Yeah, you're let right. me take that with me. Now, that is uh, something that I thought about the other day. <laughs> so you also had to learn how to be a father all of a sudden, mm. right? That was kind of a role developed in this right mm-hmm. like at one time at one time yeah like you didn't get no <laughs> yeah. nine months right right it, it, take some time i mean how yeah. yeah how did that how was that experience for you i feel like i had cheat codes because i worked for orange <laughs> oh yeah so i had a uh, lot children's of curriculum codes. company i was you know i was yeah. at i mean reggie joined and married us we got eloped and then we got married which is a whole other yep, story the we'll talk about orange. that later mm-hmm. but um that kind of speaks to our exposure and my exposure to like parenting. I mean, they've got a whole wing parent, parent Q. Q that's hitting 150, like thousand parents every day. Yeah. And so for me, I think I had a lot of cheat codes mm-hmm. when, when I got in. So I was just intuitively doing things that I had learned about for three or four years before we got together. Yeah. Um, and what's different about our situation is, I more so became, and this was, you know, I don't want to get super spiritual. I feel like, um, you know, in my time of prayer that God was instructing me to not take the father's place. Yeah. And so I had to work really hard at not getting in his space because he's still, um, he's got things that he's growing through like we all are. Um, but he, the one thing that he wants to do yeah. is be in her life. And I don't know Absolutely. if that is from me. <laughs> Tony's always like, well, that's cause you was getting ready to take over. You know, I don't know if he was like, no, you ain't taking my place. I'm, you know, um, he did get more engaged yep. the more, um, the, the more After we, we were together. Married, yeah. I don't, so I, I mean, I don't really, whatever the reasoning is, I'm just happy he wants to yeah. do. And so, absolutely. And, and she loves him. Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's going to be five. In she's going to be yeah. five in August. So she's at that age where I was just like, you know, I want her to have as much daddy time as possible. Um, now we want to do our due diligence to make sure that we're parenting and she's sure. not picking up things she shouldn't pick up. But I just was like, let me, I want to be the really exciting cheerleader, mentor, friend, and sometimes authoritative big guy in her life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that yeah. happens to pay for a lot of stuff. You know oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, that's, you know, and so that's kind of the role yeah. I took. Yeah. I, and a big piece of that is when we first got together and we left out a lot, we left out a large part of just the messiness of getting together and transitioning everybody to where we are now. But 
after the elope, after we got eloped, and then after we got remarried for a second time <laughs> with an audience. Yeah. Um, All of our family and friends. With our family and friends that we apologize no, to, but we love publicly. you. Wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, then we called a meeting with everybody. Mm. Yeah. With a mediator, yeah. just in case. Yeah. And he brought some friends. I brought some friends. Um, just work through it together. Yeah. yeah. And I think the turning point for us was, you know, I think there was a, there was a lot, there was a large part of him that from the outside maybe thought, you know, after she met me, I took her from him. And so there was a yeah. moment where I had to be like, let's get all on the table. I told her to go back mm-hmm. three times. And even after we got together, even, and, and maybe I should, even after we got married, I said, if you want to go back, I hate you it. can. I, I just... Cause I just, I mean, I just wanted her to have enough freedom to go, Hey, if at any moment you wake up and you're like, I need to go back to this family that you can do that because I'm not trying to, mm. you know, break it up. Yeah. Obviously she was after the sixth time, shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm, no, I'm no, here. Just like, do you, you just know. want me to <laughs> be upset? I'm like, no, like, no, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I just, um, and so I, after I told him that, um, he went from hating me to hating her, which was fine. <laughs> And He's like, oh, it wasn't him. <laughs> I actually just suck. <laughs> ah, but there was a, there was a, a I call it the Disney moment mm. yeah. in the meeting where, where I, and I'm not taking credit for this. I just happened to say it where it was like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah. You know, we're a family, all of us now, whether we like it or not. Mm. Yeah. And, and, we, and we're a family because of her. Dylan. Dylan. So if you lose, I lose. If I lose, you lose because she's going to lose. So how can we help each other win? Yeah, I love that part because I think what I talk about frequently with my friends who are always very curious, friends that have not been divorced, have a family. It's like, how is that? Like, mm. what does that, are y'all okay? Like what's going on? And it, what's so interesting is I came from a blended family. Um, Sam's adopted. Um, and I think that even on top of him having all that experience with children and kids and coming alongside me and giving me these nuggets to help raise Dylan. Also, I think we both came from this like blended family dynamic, me blended Sam's adoptive family where we, we were comfortable with that transition in a way that was so interesting and just so special. There was never a moment that it was like, man, how is this guy going to feel about my daughter? Mm-hmm. It's like he knew and loved and supported adoption. I knew and loved and supported blended families. Mm-hmm. And it was seamless in a way for me as a mom um, that I didn't even realize until I got around people who didn't have such like a seamless transition emotionally. Mm-hmm. We went through obviously a lot, like just with logistics and figuring everything out and emotions. But for me as a as a mom, I was it was really great. Um, and Sam's been just super great. I said earlier, her, him and uh, Dylan have such an interesting relationship. She adores him. Everything that we set out for him to be in her life, a mentor, a friend, um, not taking her dad's place has unfolded just beautifully. Um, and it's just been really cool. I always say, if she wants to call me dad, right. I want her to be old enough to make that decision. Yeah, that too. And yeah. Because she used to do it and we had to tell her, Cause I made an agreement with her dad. I'm like, look, yeah. here's, I'm, I'm not, not gonna, trying to replace you. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want her to call me that. I mean, if she wants to, she can, but I, I want her to be old enough, yeah. six, seven, 10, 11, whatever it is yeah. to be able to process this decision yeah. and to be able to own that on her own mm-hmm. so that I'm not telling her, yeah. you know, Hey, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I have a, I want to shift this discussion a little sure. bit because Ooh, do it, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, I've known you longer than Tony, yeah. but if I, as long as I've known you, you've wanted, I could tell that you have wanted to live a life full of purpose. Yes. And, and a, and a, and a Don't life. Don't make me cry, Jeff. Right? Is this the cry moment? Right. Are we okay? <laughs> Am I okay? I said, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, <laughs> and I, in short time, I've got, just had a few conversations with you. It seems like that's a, kind of something that probably combines you guys. It it, yeah. it it lights both of you guys up to live a great story. Yeah. Um, so I'd love, first of all, for you to share about that a little bit and also share about maybe some of the tensions that happen when those purposes like conflict each other or has that happened at all? Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I have to give credit 
to all my mentors. I always say I've, I, I have like 30. Um, I've just been blessed um, with a lot of mentors from a young age since I was like 13, Brett, 13 probably, and probably because I was, I was always on stage. I grew up in musical theater and, you know, I thought I was going to be Usher, the Christian version. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't think you were going to say it, but I, got it. There it is. I just, I didn't I just think tell everybody that because there's oh. a large part of people that follow me on Facebook that knew me when. <laughs> Back then with the guitar in hand, with baby. the guitar and the dance moves. Ooh. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> let's just move a little, let's move a little quicker past this here. Thank you. And so that's who I thought I was going to be for a long time. And so on, on, on a being realist, uh, on, a, on the real, <laughs> being real, um, I was playing six instruments by 10th grade. So I got a record deal. Yeah. I really thought I, that, like this is who I was going to be. It just, just didn't work. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to spare us, but he just, so I've on. had a lot of people all older than me that were always telling me, you know, when you get to the end of your life, what do you want to look back and say happened? You know, yeah. what do you want? How do you want to steward your years? Stop. Y'all got to stop making Listen, me laugh. We are fine. Is, it, this is, is this coming your from confession you. right now? Oh, <laughs> these are my confessions. <laughs> Just when I Sorry, guys, I'm I'm sorry. You asked me the purpose question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be usher. Are you guys going to transition out of the podcast with like a Usher tune? I would just die internally. That's all Matt right there. Please. Oh my goodness. All right. So, so long story short. Yes. forward from Usher. You know, through my mentors, what I've, what's always been clear and consistent is one day you're going to die. And when you get close to that moment, what do you, when you get to heaven and you're talking to God or whatever, whatever you believe in, wherever you go after this. You know, what do you want to say you did with your time? Mm. And that was, that was instilled in me since I was like, I mean, since 16. I was the first theater company I joined, which was really my first mentor. It was, it was the largest youth theater company in the world, but they only did plays and musicals that were written by the kids and by the students about world issues. That was it. So 16, I'm writing about the pandemic of AIDS, the AIDS pandemic. I mean, like he's taking us, the director's taking us down to AIDS Atlanta, making us get tested. We're all like, oh, Lord, do we all have AIDS? I mean, what is, you know, because, you know, when you go in there, yeah, like, you never, know, right. you, yeah. never like, you never know. You never know. We're in the lobby, like, do I have it? Like, I don't have it. I don't have, you know, um, because, oh. because then they, they make you go back in your life. Like, what things have you done? It's like, I wasn't always clean. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, my and God. And so... AIDS and then South African apartheid. Then, I mean, just a bullying. So, so all of that was in me. And so I've always just been like, you know, how do we, you know, how do we make the best of, of our days? And so when we got married, th something that was really big for us was we, I knew that God had a call in her life. Well, I knew, I knew that she had some gifts in her that, you know, you know, she's Wonder Woman over there. And so I'm like, how do we, my dream has always been to be married to someone that was living on purpose, in purpose, and did not feel like she had to throw her dreams away from my dreams to live. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really sexy on the front end. Now, actually playing that out <laughs> when you have kids. It's hard. Yeah, that's when you're like, okay, we're in it. And now there was a moment, I'll say this, when we first, obviously when we first got married, you know, my goal, one of my things was, you know, I want to introduce her to North Point, all the other places. And so I, I sat her down and we did a whiteboard session because I used to do that with people all the time. Right. On dates. Right. Well, this yeah. <laughs> we were already into the we were, thing. We were in it. Okay. And I, and I said, all right, let's, what are your gifts? What are your mm -hmm. talents? What are your mm -hmm. passions? Who yeah. do you want to be? And at the end of the session, this happened sometimes, probably 50% of the time, she was just like, I don't know yet. I think I still want to kind of like figure it out. And which is great. We all have an exploration phase. Mm -hmm. I went through one and she was just in hers. And so I was like, well, let's just put you in everything and just see what sticks and see what you love. Man. And I think it was Andy Stanley that said something about mm -hmm. trying stuff to figure out what you don't like and what you do like right. and mm -hmm. what you... Mm -hmm. yeah. 
just and experiment a little just bit. Experiment. Just experiment. Chances. See what you yeah. don't like. See what yeah. you want to say no yeah. to later down the line. Sure. And say yes and to, so. so one of my gifts is partnerships, helping people launch. So I put her, I was just everywhere. I called every favor. And <laughs> it there yeah, was about six was. months Unfortunately, later. Unfortunately, <laughs> everything worked. Like everything. I said, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, that I mean, it, so it, then you never saw your wife again because no, she was I mean, too busy. Well, it yeah. just blew up. And then like, she it started was, like running into op- running into me because it was so many opportunities. I was like, okay, we gotta okay, let's let's figure out which lane you wanna do. <laughs> and it was a lot. But here, I, I do want to back up for one second because I do yeah. want to acknowledge this. Um, Sam does such a good job at, at acknowledging the people in his life that's poured into him, his mentor. Yeah. I mean, he always does. He always throws it back every single time. I want to, for a moment, we're not going to cry. Um, okay. I want to, for a moment, say that I knew that I had purpose like all of my life. I mean, I was on stages just like Sam, very young, acting. It's almost kind of weird that we were both a part of acting companies in two different states. It's really crazy. Then I went ministry young, got saved young, got ordained young, all that stuff like that. But Sam had met me at a time where I was on the brink of giving up on any type of purpose. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I just need to go back in my little hole and live my own precious life and try to make some money and keep it moving here. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that one of the really influential people in my life in that season was definitely Sam to say, no, 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 don't 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 set that down, like pick that back up and go pursue it. And not only that, but here are all the connections and the contacts for you to actually go do it. And it reignited me in so many ways. And like we're saying it, it, everything just started working and it built up such a belief in me that reignited my purpose in so many ways. And so I want to say that number one, (laughs) um, number two, I, I think when you are insecure, and you get a lot of a lot of opportunities. You don't know how to steward over them. You don't really know how to manage them well. You just you're just like, oh, I'm everywhere. Look at this, and you just really start to um, the opportunities and the success in those opportunities become your foundation and all of the walls as well. And then it starts becoming the ceiling when really the ce- the ceiling is contingent on the situation that you're in. And for us in marriage, I had to um, recognize that my ceiling was success and it needed to be success in my marriage. Um, and so we, we had a season where we were like, okay, sister friend, come well, on back here and sit down down. <laughs> okay. And let's figure out what we're actually, yeah. what's our direction together. Mm, like, yeah. I, it's great that we have all these opportunities, but what are we doing as a couple? And I, I think I lost sight of that. Not because intentionally, because I was just on a playground. I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, so. I think for all intensive purposes, I, because she was so low when we met, yeah. my hero kicked on mm-hmm. and I was just throwing her everywhere. I was just like, here, go, here. Go. And she was just like trusting me. And, um, and then it just got so big <laughs> right. that I was like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. A couple of decisions that we made in the beginning. We don't want to, we don't want to, um, lack of a better phrase, success our way out of a marriage. That's right. Because you're over in Dubai and I'm in Africa and you're not, and we're not now. And we look up and we've succeeded, but we failed because we're never together. We We missed missed each other. other. So what boundaries did you set up at that moment? And that kind of, well, I mean, (laughs) one was, and then I'll let you go. I mean, um, I think we, the, the biggest thing was trying to figure out, how to build together mm-hmm. um, and not against each other. Mm-hmm. An example of, of, of that I would use is you're starting plywood and you're building that from the ground up and you're getting opportunities to do something similar to plywood with another organization. And it's just kind of knocking against each other a little bit as opposed to going, no, no, no I'm not going to go help this organization that's just like plywood build plywood i'm gonna come back and we're gonna build plywood together Together. yeah and so it was just i think that was just making that decision to go well what are the things that you're trying to build what are the things that you want to build how can we build them together yeah that was definitely um so that they're not competing against each other and that we can celebrate and they can complement each other celebrate and then obviously scheduling and some other things scheduling that's what's funny is once we i'm the detail so but But what happens when you are just like all over the place is that you forget the very gifts 
that complement your marriage. Mm. And I, I kind of started to lose focus on the whole detail scheduling gift that I had for our marriage. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm just living my life. I'm traveling. I'm speaking. I'm living my life. And I forgot that one of the things that we agreed on is that I would use my gift of detail and strategy and scheduling to ensure that we were on the same page in so many ways. And what did that look like? Hey, let's have our monthly conversation. Where are you going next month? Let's figure out how we can go together. What are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. So that was super big. I had to stay in that lane. Um, and then I think one of the things that I, I just don't think people realize when they're married to people that are on purpose is if your purpose is similar, like essentially the same. We are both communicators. We are both hosts. If they are similar, there is a strategy on how to do it. And I had no idea that there was a strategy. I had no idea that it wasn't okay to go build another plywood. I'm like, oh, we're just building plywoods. Let's just build plywoods everywhere. And you it's know? okay. You know? Well, well, I mean, when you... Yeah, sure. Um, and so it's the competing thing. It's not really being aware that there is an element of competition that really doesn't come from you internally, but comes from the outside world. Like for some reason, our world loves to put people up against each other because we love competition. And while that's okay out there within the context and confines of a marriage, it can get so sticky um, because we're building together. We're, we're the omelet. We're not two yeah. eggs that are trying to make our own omelets and be mixed in. We want to be an omelet together. You and know? that's actually a great point because this is something that most people don't understand. Oh. And it's this. If she started a plywood mm-hmm. and I started a plywood, and let's say we were even excited about her plywood. Yeah. And let's say they do the same thing. Yeah. If we were great in it, the outside world is going to make it a competition. Oh, 100%. People it's not just us. do it. And so it's yeah. like, well, her plywood was better than your plywood. Your plywood, and it's like, uh, we won't even think of like she your just built the plywood. Your wife like, is killing it. Your yeah, husband's, you know, you're, just you're, you're, you're killing her plywood, and it's just like, why, guys, why are we even talk about that? Like, I mean, yeah, it's just something the outside world loves to do. Yeah, and so I think that is one of the biggest things that I don't even think we expected it. No, I, I, thought, I think we thought, well, if we are. Not competing against each other, and we're in our purpose. Then, no, then, we're, then nobody's ever going to do that. But and then you're like, wait, why is everybody putting us against listen, each other? Like, mm, we're lit, not even putting ourselves against each. Like, right? It's not coming from us, but it's this outside pressure that you just. Yeah. There's and, a way yeah. to avoid it, and it starts with a united front between us. And then mm. when I try to have a conversation with people, like, hey, don't put us against each other. Yeah. Then they get mad at me, and I'm like, okay. God. Okay. <laughs> well, so that that was another thing. Um, we had there was you a, did that to <laughs> us. You know what I'm saying? But that was another thing when we first started. I'm I'm a little snappy. Let me just be honest about that. Sam is so grace-filled. Like, he is just, I don't know how he has great conversations with people. I just go straight to, I hate you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I have, I've, had, I've had to learn how to, like, be more graceful in conversations. Sure. But I'm just older, that's all. By oh, three you're old? years. Oh, thanks. And so I've just been crazy. So by the time I'm your age. way before. By the time I'm your age. By the time I'm your age. I just messed up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so then I'm like, all right. All right I'm like three years I behind. I did what you did times I'm three. I'm just three years behind. That's <laughs> it. No, but I remember literally like as soon as he started putting me all these worlds, I didn't expect it. People were like, oh, Sam, your wife is coming for you. She's so much better than you. I mean, and I would be so mad. Mm. Don't say that. Don't say that about it. And Sam would be like, baby, calm down. And they were joking. And they were joking in so many ways, you know, but still it's just like. It feels like in a a different context. I mean, that was your context. Yeah. It's like, vice versa. She ain't got nothing on you. At the the end of the day, there's like, um, there's a couple that is in love with one another Mm -hmm. and believes in each other's purposes. And then the question is the people around them have demands on those people. They have expectations yeah. on those people. They have um, all, all these good. things that go along with yeah. it, right? And and you're like, in the midst of it, like, we want to fight for each other. Yeah. That, regardless of if you're in the same industry or yeah. in different industries, yeah. the demands start hitting you and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do we stay on the same team in the midst of this, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think that this could, this same conversation can go to people in different industries. Right, sure. I agree. That are just trying to succeed in their industries. And the That's demand good. still is that same way. Yeah. Right. Like so I struggle good. sometimes. I'm a, bo- I, you know, I, I have a team and they look at me as their boss. 
and I have demands on them. And I'm like, no, you need to do this, this, and this. Then I, there's these moments where I'm like, how am I negatively impacting their mm. family? <laughs> <laughs> their entire existence. Right? Like, I'm like, like yeah. I'm texting them at 10 o'clock at night. I shouldn't, how is this negatively impacting That's really good. them? You know? Yeah. You, you've helped a lot of people try to figure out their purpose in life. Yeah. And there is, you know, there's the tension you guys shared, but then the other tension where it's like, there's people listening that um, struggle. They're, they have a job, but they don't have meaning in that work. Mm. Um, if you guys were to give advice to someone that's trying to figure that out, they want something more in life. They want yeah. to live a better story. How do they begin that journey to try to find that? Um, big question. The first thing people have to do is first ask themselves the question, what does a better life look like? Yeah. Um, who, who do you want to be? What, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the same, you know, same question I was kind of asking Tony and yeah, but it's the same question I ask a lot of people. It's actually what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. Oh, you see what I just did there? <laughs> Uh-huh. A up. little glimpse, so oh. just a little glimpse. Oh. <laughs> I want to spend. I do. I mean, I, I want. I want to figure out how to do that on a massive level. I think it's some. I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. Um. And what I. I mean, we've one year we walked with three, with thirty or forty young adults for three years and helped them figure it out. Mm. And it was a long process. Um. And Fly, who I think you had, yeah, one yeah, of your yeah. things, she was with us for a long time. She's great. Um, and we went through the same process together. And it was, and that was always my first question. Well, what, what does it look like? Yeah. Because what I find is most people are trying to hit something they've never identified. Mm. They just want better. It's like, well, okay, well, what's better? They, I want purpose. Well, what does it look like for you to be in purpose, on purpose? Uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, I'll get there. And what I when we make people kind of pull the curtains back and write it down, most of the time what they find is they're either they're already in it. They didn't, they just didn't recognize it because it felt a certain way Yeah. or it's right next door. And they didn't realize it was right next door the whole time because they just didn't identify it. It's like, Oh, that's what you want to do. There's everybody, everybody that you need to be who you want to be. Every connection that you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish is already in your phone and it's probably your best friend, but because you didn't identify w actually what it was, you didn't even realize it. The mm. example I always use is, have you ever noticed when you get a new car, you start to see that car everywhere, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. man, like I got this charger, I just got a charger. I see that charger everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I never noticed those chargers. Before, I never right? noticed. And so then the question becomes, you know, and I always say, I felt like God asked me the question, but it's the same question I asked myself, were the cars not there the whole time? Mm -hmm. You just didn't see it. You just didn't see it. And that's how we, and I always say, when we talk purpose, everything that you're supposed to be, you already are. And everything that you need is already around you. You probably just don't see it, hmm. but it's there. So the question is just mm. pulling back the fat yeah. enough to be able to see what's already next to you. Mm. Sometimes it's, it's literally in your car, but you didn't even, you, you hadn't looked in the glove compartment in three years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that's a metaphor for us already having what we need in this life to be who we are. But I, I, I think the enemy of greatness and of purpose yeah. is the lack of clarity. Mm. Tony. Yeah. You wrote this devotional. Oh, yeah. The Broken Crayon. Yep. Tell us about it. Um, so there, man, I'm trying not to go too detail. I'm such a detailist. I always think about the details first. So broken crayon, still color. Um, it's this concept that in a world that says we have to be perfect to be used, that actually you can be used right in the middle of your mess. Mm. Um, and for me, it's, it's just been my mantra. It's been me coming up out of messes and still being able to thrive in my purpose. And it's, when I look back on my life, it's just, such, it's like the, it's the song that keeps playing. It's like, I'm all the way down at the bottom, but for some reason I'm still like doing my thing. Um, and for me, mm. I've taken this, what was a talk um, that I did in middle school and high school spaces and in women's spaces. And now I'm taking it 
um, I did a leadership space doing this message of broken crayons and I've taken it and I've created this devotional um, or a few devotionals now um, where people are just processing through their brokenness for the sake of their purpose and of their dreams and desires. And for me, it's, I, I think I'm just tired of this world that keeps saying perfection is the key. Um, and I think it's similar even to what Sam is saying. It's that I think people think purpose is just like this like dream world that's all the way over there when really it's already in us and around mm-hmm. us. Um, and so I've just been like shouting that from the rooftops. I'm like, no, 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 broken crowns still color. They're saying you have to have this and you have to have this and you have to talk this way and be this way and have this car and have this house, but nah. Like, no, no, no. There's greatness that's already in you. There is capability in you. There are friends and community and people that are assigned to you that you're supposed to be with, that you're supposed to be in community with that can help to draw that stuff out of you. Mm. Um, and, and just don't be ashamed. Like, hmm. don't, I'm, I get so passionate. I get so mad. I just feel like our world is just so crazy in that we have all these filters and all this perfection. It's about followers, et cetera, et cetera. But I just believe that each person has a specific thing that they're assigned to and it freaking doesn't matter what Mm. you've been through go kill it Mm. like that's it love it all right that leads me to the last question (laughs) for you two are you ready the big the big question for this project the big question which is a progression of some of these questions we've been asking you Mm. but is it possible for both of you to be living on purpose stay in love and raise a healthy family. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Am I yes. supposed to give a longer answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, comma, and. Yes, I totally. But I don't think it happens without intentionality and strategy. That's so good. What is it that you say all the time? He's like, Sam does a lot of like work in the diversity space. And he's like, diversity is sexy, but with no strategy, it's not going to happen. Mm. I think it applies to this. It's like love can happen, purpose can happen, and health can happen all in one setting if there's strategy to support it. A plan, intentionality, waking up every day and not leaving your marriage or your family on the nightstand, but packing it into your backpack, taking it with you and executing yeah and i think doing your own personal work i think that yeah probably is the biggest yeah if you if you've got two people trying to live in purpose on purpose mm-hmm. and one person is not addressing their brokenness oh it's gonna show up mm-hmm. and it's gonna cause issues it's gonna yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be roadblocks they're gonna be obstacles yeah um because you're not secure in what you're doing or who you yeah. are um, and so I think I a lot that. of, I think a lot of couples fail in trying to do this together, um, for acts for a lot of reasons, actually. Mm-hmm. But biggest reason is they've not done their own personal work. And that I think an so example good. of that is, this is going to be funny, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, but very practical. If you are trying to be a chef, but you can't cook. Okay. Well. You shouldn't be trying to open a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Right. You sh- and I see people do it all the time because when I always say one of the hardest marriages or relationships to be in is when one person has identified what they're great at and the other person hasn't. Mm, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But they want to because yeah. what happens is the other person that hasn't starts to resent the other person that has Yeah. because they found purpose and you're upset about it. And really, you just haven't done your own personal work. The only way you find out what you're great at and what your yeah. unique skill is, is you got to work on it. You got to do some yeah. internal work. You got to go on your own journey, as I say, yeah. you know, go walk up the mountain yourself and Hello. figure out who go, who have you been created to be? Yeah, I love that. I think it's, it, man, it's just work. And I think that same concept can be applied to the other two areas as well. I mean, it's so cliche. We've all heard it. Invest in your love, go on dates, be intentional. But that same concept of going up that, like, I think all the time, how can I love Sam better? 
Like, and that's my own personal work in the love category. Mm. How can I love him better? How can I serve him more? How can I outserve him? Because I'm a little competitive. Um, and <laughs> it's the same thing with family. Mm. How can I serve my family today? For my daughter, it's been for us putting her in therapy as well because we believe mm. in counseling through and through. Um, for our family, it's finding intentional moments where we can spend time together as a family, where we can invest in ourselves as a family. It's reading books. It's It's doing that work. And if both of us are both... Like if we're equally on the track running hard as individuals, I just, we can't help but win together. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say to people that are in almost a similar situation to us, you kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Is community is important. Mm, That's so good. I forgot about that. You got to put people around you that don't make you compete, Mm. but that celebrate your individual journeys and uplift you. And you have to reject the people that want to put you against each other because there will be people that do on both sides. There's going to be people that try to do it with hers that have and people that try to do it with me and have tried to do it. Um, But I reject those people. Hmm. And we go to the people that, that are, that are like a better phrase are ready to steward us well. Yeah. So, because we're, we're going to, we're going to love each other. We're going to run towards, but, that community isn't pushing us forward with us. Yeah. You know, then that's hard. They're pulling from us. And now it's time for the breakdown. We told you they're going to be loud. Got some energy. We told you it was going to be fun. I like hanging out with them. Oh, I could hang out with them any day. We Anytime need to. Anytime I need like a pick me up. They're going to be like my go-to. I will say they are one of those couples that at the end, it's like, let's go to dinner, you know? Yes. We hung out. Yeah. For a while. (laughs) (laughs) And there are tons of fun, tons of good things happening in their lives. Um, Positive people. Sometimes you just need to be around positive people. One of the things I love to take away, I mean, obviously Sam loves to talk about purpose and, um, and it was cool to hear him say like, this is what I give, give my life to. He wants to, he wants to live a great story and share that with other people. Um, one of the things I think that came through in that is that as both of them are gaining more and more traction in their professions, um, they're actually competing with one another. Well, no. I mean, people perceive them as competing. Right. And they had to sit down together and say, um, this you know, a competition. yeah, we are not in competition. We are in this together. We are on the same team. Yes. And that's crazy that the world and culture puts people against each other i just that's insane to me but anyways but yeah but it's real it yeah. happens and um and i love their perspective on it um what about you uh well it was their story is so interesting too you know and how they came together mm. and how they have learned to blend their family mm-hmm. um and you can really see like a respect for the past uh you know relationship mm-hmm. and uh, marriage and um, that, you know, their daughter now has, uh, two father figures and just respecting both as important, but not taking one as more important, you know, or taking the place of another or anything like that. Yeah. I love, I, I love I really like that perspective. Yeah. I love the sharing of, um, getting the fa- the whole family yeah. together in one room and talk about it. Yeah, that's that's a high risk there. That's bold. Yeah, but it's also probably like essential. I don't know how you could do it just, without having that meeting. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like a really hard conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's I, I commend them for that because I don't think a lot of people do that. Well, listen, if you enjoyed listening to Sam and Tony, I would highly recommend checking out Sam's podcast, The Greater Story. It's actually syndicated on all these radio stations. He also has another podcast. The dude's all over the place. Uh, I hope he remembers us when he becomes more and more and more and more, both of them, when they become, because they just, their trajectory is just going someplace, which is fun. Oh, yeah. That's out of this place. Energy. For sure. Energy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Sam and Tony, for joining us. This episode was produced by DJ Oak Diggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.